Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole DeBoom. And Sarah Ratzloff. We are two successful female business owners who have found strength, confidence, and community through fitness. And we want to share that gift with you. Join us as we talk about what really matters to active women. We can't wait to hang out with you. Now let's get started. Hey, Sarah. Nicole, we are back. I'm excited. It's the She Runs It podcast. Yeah. You can say that every time, but we do have an intro that says, welcome to the She Runs It podcast. So I don't have to say it every time. <laughs> this is the She Runs It podcast with Nicole Boom and Sarah Ratzloff. We're, We're two successful to- female <laughs> business owners. Okay, you guys, this is how crazy and loopy we are because I don't really have a reason, but Sarah is kind of in the middle of a move. Yes. Is that right? I am. I I just bought a house and um, am renovating it and we'll be moving into it. I think I have another few weeks before I have to pack it all up. Um, oh my God. But um, yeah. So um, I think Nicole, you said, hey, let's do a podcast episode about this because you moved six months ago. I did. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I think we're all prompted to make moves at different times in our lives for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's like purely financial and sometimes it's like for the kids or to be closer to your parents or sometimes right. for school or a job. There's all kinds of reasons. Um, my move was literally prompted by the fact that I needed a major life change after, you know, skirt sports the baton was passed to you. And I was like, Oh my God, Mm -hmm. now what? My husband needs it. I need it. We're in a pandemic may as well do it now. So that was kind of, that's what facilitated my decision. Your decision is totally different. Well, and yours, the stars, the funny thing is um, the stars sort of aligned for you. Cause I remember when you called me and you were like, Hey, um, cause I know I've talked about this before, but you and I were talking and then there's another company that was possibly coming in to, um, to purchase skirt. And then that did not come through. And I think it wasn't it the day you called me and, um, said, um, Hey, let's do this. And then oh, also my house, because you're the house that you guys ended up buying that deal fell through and then it came back. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think moving is super stressful for a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. if you let the stars align, like you said earlier, how they're going to, it doesn't have to be totally stressful. And you had like some of that story accurate, which I give you credit for because (laughs) I wouldn't remember any of it if I was you with everything you have going on. But I do think, so what happened for me, is that I knew Tim needed to move away from Boulder. We've been there 25 years. We both had careers that spanned basically a lifetime, you know, in this town and our identities were wrapped up there. And in my case, mine was super fresh. Like my career was just ending. Tim's had ended many years before. He was ready for a move a long time ago, but I was sort of holding him there, I think. And, um, when, when I realized that skirt things were going to change for me 15 Mm -hmm. plus years with this amazing brand I built, but then at the end 
we're in a pandemic. So it's not like I worked with people on a daily basis. I mean, you're kind of alone anyway. Yeah. And I had one experience which gave me a little insight into what Tim had probably been dealing with for many years. I was out hiking Bear Peak, one of these trails by our house. And as I was coming down, these two women go, hey, Nicole, I know who you are. I was often recognized because Mm -hmm. I'm recognizable and I'm always wearing skirt sports. Right. Right. And, and they said, how's, how's that skirt company you had going? And I was like, well, and in my mind, I'm like, how far back do I take them in the story? Like, do I tell them what had happened over the past? Finally, I was like, well, we had some things change during the pandemic and I'm, I'm getting ready to sell the company to a new owner and it is what it is like. And I didn't know how to explain it. Yeah. What this opened my eyes to is that get ready, Nicole, you're about to have probably up to five conversations like that every single day for the next multiple years. People Mm -hmm. who aren't paying attention, don't know what's going on. And they're going to ask you, Hey, how's that skirt thing you were doing? And I'll launch into it. And, and I was like, I think it's time. I don't think I want to have these conversations. I love people and it's not like I don't want to connect, but it was a sign that maybe it was time to start new where people, mm-hmm. you know, didn't know who I was and what yeah. I had done. And I thought about how much Tim had to take, you know, that those conversations over the years, even as he had finished a career in a way that he wasn't super proud of at the end, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, sealing in the fact that he didn't end it in the way that he had wished he had. And I'm not saying I did that, but it was just like, I, I think it's time to start a fresh new chapter. Yeah. Huh. That is awesome. I don't think I've heard that part of your story before. It's just kind of come, come up. Yeah. But you know, what did happen is that I truly believe in the concept of like doors opening and closing. And yeah. You know, this idea that we only have room for so much in our lives at any given time, right? Mm -hmm. And when I was kind of closing down the skirt operations in Boulder, we were selling all of our final inventory so that you wouldn't have to buy like, you know, a bunch of extra small black one-piece swimsuits. Right. Right. So it came to the last week of sales and we had like 700 units and most of them were like extra small black one piece swimsuits. And I remember going, I don't know how we're going to sell 700 more extra small one piece black swimsuits to the same people who've already been buying them for six months. But my goal is to, to be done on Sunday, August 16th, because Mm -hmm. I don't want to sell stuff out of my garage for the rest of my life. Like, let's just be done. Yeah. So every day I send out those carefully crafted emails with like Mm -hmm. 520 one piece black swimsuits left. And every day it whittled down. Yeah. So the last day when I woke up and there were 23 swimsuits left and I was like, it's, this is it. We're going to sell them all today. It is going to happen today, the day I planned. Uh And I remember putting out that email and by noon, the last swimsuit had sold. Wow. And I emailed the last woman who bought it. Uh-huh. I actually, I don't know if I told you this. Did I, yeah, you did. Did I yeah. already say it on the podcast? I probably did. No, no, no. You told me on the phone. I remember okay. talking about this. 
I sent her a note and I just said, I just want you to know you bought our very last unit. Thank you. And she wrote me back and said, I've been wearing your products for 13 years. Thank Uh, you. And I thought that couldn't have been a better last sale. But anyway, I I had packed up my family to go to Steamboat for a week because mm -hmm. we were going on vacation and we had put an offer on a home. And mm-hmm. that offer had fallen through. So now we were just going to go up for a week and hope to see some new homes or something. And I had this sort of weird weightless feeling of like, there's no more inventory. Is skirt, like, is my job done there now? Like, what do I do? Like the world is opening up again. I don't know what to do with this. And as we were driving there, I got a call from our realtor. And she had suggested we put in a backup offer on that home that we had sort of lost. And what happens in a backup offer is that if the other offer falls through, yours is automatically in play. And she left me a message halfway through the drive and said, Nicole, I hope you're sitting down. The offer fell through. You guys got the house. And that was literally like two hours after the last one piece swimsuit sold. So I know this is a long story, and but I think it speaks to the power of like going with your gut, trusting in the forces that be, and letting letting moves happen when they're supposed to happen in your life, not forcing yep. them and not fighting them either. So I have to share the story of how I got my house then with you because it's it's very similar to this. So um, so and I. I'm guessing things are happening in other areas similar to how they are happening here in Florida. Um, But the area that I am in, so the top two growing areas in the U S like it's not New York, it's not Chicago. It's the villages in Florida. I don't know if you've heard about the villages, but it's, it's look it up. There's okay urban myths around, but it's, that's like, it's an active retirement community. Um, like people in their 50s, 60s, still young enough to retire, they move to the villages, right? So that's the number one area in the entire U S that's growing. And the number two area is where I live. And so, which is great. We have wonderful schools, the nice suburbs of Orlando, right outside of Disney world. Um, but due to the pandemic, and the fact that people in, you know, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey want to get the hell out of there because they haven't been able to do anything. They're all moving to Florida. So um, I like in droves, like the realtors are saying um, that 70% of their buyers are not from this area. They're from out of state, California, New York, all that. So anyway, so this market is like a weird frenzy because there's not enough, um, there's not enough housing, uh, to go around. Um, and again, it's a very desirable area. So, um, I have, I have been looking for a while and that sort of thing. And I had put, um, an offer on a house that was far over what they had asked. I, and I had, I had been, I remember I was getting my hair done and I saw, And I was looking at my realtor.com and I was like, oh my God, this house is perfect. So it must have been, it must have popped on within like 30 minutes and I caught it. And so I texted my realtor and I was like, we need to go see this right now. 
And so I don't know, by three o'clock that day, like three hours later, we were seeing the house. And within an hour, I had put in an offer far over what it had been. I had like waived inspection, you know, all this stuff. Right. So it was like a solid, I was like, all right, we've got this. And then he calls within 24 hours. He's like, no, they, they took another off, like didn't explain to me what had happened. So kind of like, you know, a little bit of what happened with yours. And it's like, well, you know, I was really disappointed and I was worried about the fact that um, I wouldn't be able to find anything um, in this area. And so that weekend I was driving, we had taken my daughter to horse lessons and I was driving around with my mom and I was like, whatever, I don't know where I'm going to live and um, fine. There's a, there's an open house. Let's go look at this ugly house. (laughs) I was like, there's no way I would ever want this, but let's go look at it. Fine. And we walked in and I start looking around and I was like, oh my God, I could live in this. It was very different from anything that I had wanted. I certainly had no expectation of wanting it, but I was like, okay, well, I got to get the kids to look at like within, um, I think within 24 hours, I had decided that that was actually the house for me. Like I'd been driving around looking at all this stuff. And so it's just very funny to me, the way that things, as you're explaining what, what your situation was too, it's like fully unexpected. I was highly disappointed. I had no intention of of getting in this house. And that's actually the house that I'm now buying and, and renovating and all of that. So, um, uh, so you're right. It's funny how the, the universe sort of serves up what you need. And I probably wouldn't have been interested in that had I not just been rejected on this other home that I thought was, you know, exactly what I wanted. So it's just, it's funny how life, um, comes around. It is. And you know, there's a phrase that came up through all of this, which is letting go. Mm -hmm. So you, you were letting go of a hope or a dream for this other home. And as soon as you were able to do that, the next thing landed. And this people say this all the time with relationships. They're like, the day I decided I was never going to date again, he walked into the room, you know, it was like, boom. Um, but it's not only like for me, I had to let go of skirt. I had yeah. to fully let that door just close gently and a yeah. new door opened right then within right. hours. And the same thing right. happened with you. But then there's this whole physical process of actually letting go. So you're in an, a home. One of the things I learned through moving is that we constantly accumulate too much stuff. I totally agree. And every I, time I you love moving because you get to pack it all up and throw a bunch of stuff away that you don't need. Yeah. You don't need it. That's the point. You don't need it. So why do we move boxes and shit from high school? Are you going to take anything well, now, from some high school? Of that stuff I do need. <laughs> well, do you need it or is it the emotional, like what you hear from say the condo Marie condo, like, uh, community is if it has emotional value, yeah, you can hold on to it. Yeah. If it has practical value, you know, if you actually use it, if yeah. it makes you happy, yeah. hold on to it, but pretty much everything else, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. you know, yeah. I, I wonder if, you know, what is this thing 
since we've moved here, we've already started to accumulate again, but we, we had a dumpster. I mean, we did, we recycled a lot and we went to Goodwill a lot, but we still ended up with a dumpster and we filled the thing. And then we still had to make two moving truck trips. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know how, because you had been in your home for a very long time, right? We were in that one for only five years, but yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh But it's the early years of kid too. That's true. The children. Let's blame it on the kids. I, I would like to. Um, I, I mean, like, honestly, when do you get rid of the stuff they bring home from school? Like it tears my heart in half to think I'm going to throw away a drawing she made, but I'm not good with that. You know, no. I, I had a friend who did this amazing thing. So she would take a picture of all of her son's projects that he would bring home. And then every year she would make um, a photo book of it which I love, but I don't think I will make the photo book of it. <laughs> I <laughs> tried your it. assistant. I tried it. And then the, the process of story. So, um, it's funny that, because it, there is so much, I don't know if you have guilt with, um, getting rid of some of the things that they, it's like, you want to hold on with the kids. I feel like this idea of like holding on, like, well, I want to remember what his writing was like when he was three. And I want to remember what she was thinking of, you know, when she drew the picture of, I don't know, it's like blobs of color. They don't mean anything. It and I'm still nothing. holding on to it. But, no, but it's also, I go to the morbid place of like, what if something happened to her and right. I threw that thing away? I wish I had it now, you know, like, oh, that's so heartbreaking. And, but I also do it with my parents. Like I hold on to some of that stuff. That makes me feel better. I do some of that too. Okay, good. (laughs) Like, oh, other people do this. You know what? One of my best methods is, um, for kind of getting, and I'll actually do this with email. I don't, I have trouble like, um, making a decision on emails as well. And we talked about this in our last episode, but like sleep on it, but I sleep on it for like three weeks. Right. So I, so let's say there's a project or something like I'll kind of put it somewhere or I'll put, I'll just let my emails accumulate and then I'll go back. And then it's so much easier to get through them because either that project's done or that communication was done. And I can easily be like, oh, I don't need it. It's like there, you always, it's like, what if I, what if I need this? And then do you, do you go through those spurts where you're like, oh my God, I'm so over myself. I don't need this. And then you throw it away and then you freaking needed it. (laughs) Or you just regret it. It's like buyer's remorse. Again, this could come up in every episode too. Like throw away remorse. Right. I mean, there's this theory that like you could look in your closet, assign yourself a period of time, like two years and go, if I haven't worn that in the last two years, I I will never wear it again. I should donate it or get rid of it. But I still have, even with moving and employing that thinking, I was just looking in my closet. I'm like, I wore the same four tops all winter. Yeah. And the same four bottoms. It was like under my ski stuff or whatever. Like how much do you really need? This is the, so this, this, uh, conversation about moving has really turned into a, how much do we really need in life right? (laughs) to be happy? Well, what I like though, too, is this idea of, um, um, 
getting a fresh start, right? So moving allows, it's like you get to clean the, it's like you get to clean the slate a little bit and you say, I'm going to restart over here. I'm going to redo it over here, you know? Um, And so there's a nice, I think there's a niceness of that, that you can't really like, especially if you live in a house, you know, you can't, you can't like take everything out of your house and then redo it, you know? So I think there's something nice about moving. And I think as you get older, like I remember when I was in college one year, we never have spoken about, actually it was post-college. I took a job in social work in Detroit. My first, I worked in foster care in Detroit um, right out of college. I'm still not sure how my mother allowed me to move to Detroit to do so. However, that year, so I like moved, I think I moved 10 times in one year. I like, I'm, I left, I left Kansas. I moved to Detroit three months later. I was like, I'm out of here. I moved back. I moved in with my brother who lived in the the city with me for like two months and then before we could kill each other, I moved in with, with somebody else like 10 times when I was in college, but you can, right. I had like a futon and some plastic drawers and like, you know, I didn't, I hadn't accumulated. It could all fit in the car. If it could all fit in the car, you can do that. Exactly. But then as you get older, it's like you, you begin to create a past, right? That's because when you were like, well, oh, how much do you need all this stuff from high school? That's like my history. Like I have these scrapbooks or I have, um, you know, my year, it's like, I don't know, as you kind of go through the stages of life, those are the things that you, I'm sure you have a library of all your amazing awards and, um, um, I, I have like 17 tubs of skirt sports products all labeled by like short skirts in this tub tanks yeah. in this tub, literally. And I cannot and will not get rid of them because in my mind, them. I will wear them again someday, all of them. But you created those too. It's different. It's not like you're just buying that product. Like that was, that's like you birthing a child. Every time you make a tank, it's like, oh, there's another baby. It's another tank baby. Like (laughs) I've gone through a lot of labor, (laughs) (laughs) you know, um, I, this is also making me think about the phase I'm in that you're about to be in, which is how many times have you moved into a place and then gotten close to being fully moved in and sort of stopped? So like, some artwork just sort of like on the floor, leaning against the wall and like a a part of the flooring, like the molding, you're like, Oh, I'll get that fixed um, later. And so there's like a bunch of little things that you say, Oh, I'll do, or we'll get deck furniture one day or, you know, And and so you never do it. And what I'm committed to doing with this house, cause I want it to be a decade home. Like, the uh-huh. next decade is I put all of our artwork up like almost immediately. Mm-hmm. And this week during spring break, cause we just had a spring break up here in the mountains. I was like, we're cleaning the house. We haven't cleaned it in six months. Like we're clean. Yeah. We're doing a full on like yeah. spring cleaning and we're making a punch list and we're going to do the things. So it's kind of working. But I mean, yeah. you do end up sometimes still living out of boxes years later. Yes, you do. 
I have been through that as well. It took me like five years to unpack. Like there was always that one closet that all the boxes went into. And you're like, oh, I just moved here. But it's like two years ago. Well, I'm just still trying to get settled in. (laughs) Totally. It's like I just had a baby and there's like a five-year-old running around. Right. I mean, it's had a baby. Well, so the one thing that's happening for me is um, so I can do custom everything. So I've never built a home from scratch. I've never done that. And um, we're, we're like gutting it. So I have to pick out tile and, and uh, like floor tile new, I have to pick out bathtubs and light fixtures. And they're like, well, how do you want your kitchen set up? And I was like, well, I, I don't know. Don't you just tell me, don't you guys just pick? So I've never, it's, it's all, I'm, I'm almost paralyzed by the amount of decisions and this, this idea that I could customize, I always just move into a house and I'm like, okay, well, what do I have? And what system will I create to store this and put the, you know, it's like you adapt to your, your surroundings. I've never been able to create my surroundings. And so it's like scary and confusing. I'm like, I don't know. How do I, where should the refrigerator go in, in, you know, reference to the oven? Like, I don't, I don't know. Can the sink go here? I don't know. And I mean, you feel like every decision is like this make or break thing. And I can't advise on some of that, but I have some advice on one thing. What's that? So if you have the opportunity to create some spaces that will allow you to do less work in the future, I, um, over the years, since I owned an activewear company and now Uh you own one, I do minimal clothing folding. Yeah. So if I hang things, I can hang some stuff. That's my nice clothes, like sweaters and dresses. But everything else, because it's sort of wrinkle free, I throw into drawers or bins. So if you can create a closet and for your kids too, like they should just literally have like an underwear drawer, a sock drawer, a shorts drawer, a paint. So they don't really have to fold because folding clothes takes so much time out of your life. Why would you fold your underwear? I don't understand. That's so weird. No. A long time ago, I created like a basket that I just throw that. Why would you fold? Your closets have them all be drawers and have a tops drawer about, and then you throw your clothes in your t-shirts yeah. I mean, most clothes don't get that wrinkled these days because they're made with fibers that you don't have to worry about it. So that's my one little thing is like, I put those it. drawers in your kids' rooms too, in their closets. I will do that. And then they don't even need dressers. So yeah. easy. I love that. We don't <laughs> need it. Fold your stuff, put it away. It's fine. Like, Well, yeah, because the idea is that you live in a house to enjoy your house, not to be doing all the yes. work to organize your house and clean your house every day. Make it yes. the easiest you can to enjoy that freaking thing. Because here's yeah. the goal. Every single day you want to come home and feel like you're walking into a vacation home. Yeah, How cool is that? I do live in Florida, so it kind of does. I can kind of do that, you know? Uh-huh. But no, I feel the same way. I want it. I want it like just more. I, I, it actually, we're, I'm doing a lot of the homes here are two story, but this happens to be a one story. And as I walked in, I was like, oh, how nice to have everything on one floor, you know, and I grew up in the Midwest. So you had typically a basement, a middle floor, and sometimes even a second floor. So I was so, you know, 
used to that, but, but to have it all on one floor is quite, quite nice. Yes. And I'm kind of looking forward to that. No more laundry shoots. No. Oh my God. We didn't have those. We had that. Yeah. And it were trouble. Anyone I've ever talked to is like, yeah, as kids, we were like flying down those things. They're like so dangerous. (laughs) And then also like your kids will just take their clothes. They'll try on an outfit be like, I don't want to wear this. And they'll throw it down the chute. You're like, it's not even dirty. And then you're washing Uh, clean clothes. Anyway, um, I love the one. I love the simplicity. Like you have the opportunity for a fresh slate. Don't bring a bunch of junk and baggage, no baggage in your new home. And then move in as fast as you can, even though you have so much else on your plate so that you do it. Yeah. I'm going to hire some people is what I'm going to do. That's awesome. I'm going to do. I I think I have to, well, you know, I've got the homeschooling and all the the companies and, um, you know, I just have to get, and I just, I can't, I'm too old. I can't be picking up all that stuff. I know I'm still kind of young, but I don't want to pick up all that stuff, (laughs) but I'm going to have somebody else do it. Well, I, I feel like this awesome conversation about moving Mm -hmm. really the whole concept behind it is that you're about to embark on a new adventure. Yeah. And it should be exciting and fun. There will be some stresses, but it's all about finding the joy in new. I agree. And do you know what I'm going to be building? So I'm actually knocking out an entire, there's a closet that I'm closing off to create a podcast studio. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. So I get to, I get to fly down there weekly to record with you. Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. You hop that plane and come on down. No, but you could see me in another surrounding besides, you know, just, but I want it to be a little, like it'll have, it'll be actually, I've never had an office in the five years I've worked for myself with a door on it. Never. I I had an office at my mom's house for a while. I had a tiny little desk somewhere. So for the first time ever, I will have um, an office with doors and a window. And I'm, I'm very gonna, excited. I have to tell you something you told me when I finally said, Sarah, I don't want to work for a while. Yeah. You've earned it. Oh, oh you deserve thanks. it. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have one of those placards made. Yes. Master of your domain. Master of my domain. <laughs> I'm very excited though. It's got a lot of natural light and and then I'll have a little closet with a podcast. It's going to be, it's exciting. It's a great place to, to, uh, to build an empire for yes, those it is. who may have heard some of our other podcasts. Uh, we have quite an empire to build over the next few years. So, and this house has a three car garage, which um, is exciting mainly because I, um, if probably those of you listening don't have an event management company, but if you do, you know, there's a lot of equipment that goes in your garage. So I have not actually had a garage that functioned as a garage, like maybe a bike or two is stuck in there, but mostly it's like it's signage and banners and, 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 uh, feather finish flag. line, finish line, uh, structures. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So now that. we will have like one bay is going to be dedicated to 
Zuma and Skirt and all of those things so that we can, you know, run all the businesses out of it. So it's all, it's a perfect like empire building home is what it is. Very excited. Well, this is a perfect way for us to wrap this episode with excitement about the future. Do you have some takeaways today, Sarah? Well, one of my takeaways is, um, do you really need all the stuff you have? (laughs) The answer is no. And if you're not moving, is there a way to create a fresh start for yourself? Can you like, I don't know, get rid of some stuff and don't feel guilty about it. Just get that out of there. You'll feel better. So that's one of my takeaways. Uh, What's one? Do you have one? I would say that there's a lot of power in allowing yourself to let go, Mm. whether it's experiences or things that it creates freedom and opens doors. That's right. That was what we talked about at the beginning. And I don't know if anybody else, when Nicole says, let it go, all I can think of is Anna and Elsa. And I want to break in the song, but that's probably because I had a two-year-old when Frozen came out. Let it go. But it's so true. Letting you, like, you never know what's going to happen next. Open yourself up to new adventures and just see, let it, let it go. I love it. And then, um, I don't know. Do you have another takeaway? I would say the final one is that fresh starts are important to create in our lives and moving is very both symbolic and, um, creates a really good opportunity for you to get a fresh start. I love that. And I love, um, you, as you were talking, you said that, you know, you moved into this house and you were like, okay, I'm going to finish it. Fresh starts are something we deserve and we deserve to be able to, to see it through. Sorry, my dog's going to bark over here. Uh, But we, you deserve to see that fresh start through and to, to dedicate the time to get it to where you want it to be, to hang the art on the, on the walls to unpack all the boxes, like fresh starts are real and amazing and necessary. And so give yourself the space and the time to really take advantage of it and embrace it. You know, here's to fresh starts. Cheers. 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 Do we have any closing, closing statements? Yeah. Um, use the code pod 15 for anything at the be inspired brand worldwide empire, which includes skirt sports momentum. I think the run like a mother 5k has been closed by now, but all Zuma events, do they also, um, accept the pod 15? Yeah, we do not have any races on sale currently, but that is coming very soon. All right, that's going to be so, next. Cool. So pod15 at skirtsports.com or momentumjewelry.com. Save 15% just for listening to our podcast. We love you. We love you. Here's yeah. to real fresh starts. Until next time. Yeah. <laughs> Signing off. See you later.